Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of March 18, 2018. This weekend, March 16 and 17, the American Printing House for the Blind presented its annual Reader's Theater. The play chosen for this year's show was The Doctor in Spite of Himself by Moliere. The cast included Ian Bray, Haley Hall, a student at the Kentucky School for the Blind, Darren Harbour, the founder and director of Imagine Blind Players, Barbara Henning, Patty Johnson, B.T. Kimbrough of Dialogue Magazine fame, Sue Ellen Milo, Tavion Ross, a visually impaired student in Jefferson County Public Schools and Darren Harbour's nephew, Thomas Sailing, Amanda Selm, Kathy Signet, and Ben Wright. APH Museum Director Michael Hudson made some opening remarks about the history and development of the Reader's Theater, and we thought you would enjoy learning more about this unique event. The, uh, everyone sounds like they're in a good mood tonight. We will try our darndest not to take you out of your good mood. My name is Mike Hudson. I'm the director of the museum here at the American Printing House for the Blind here in Louisville, Kentucky, and I want to welcome you to our season seven, I think, of Braille Reader's Theater here at the American Printing House for the Blind. Now, this idea started out kind of simple. We thought we would just oh, recruit some Braille readers and hand them a script, put them up here, and let them read for you so you could see uh, how, how somebody who's really good at reading Braille reads Braille. That was, our, that was our stupid, very small, not really thinking very big idea. But, yes, oh, how far we've come. So uh, what we found was that there is not enough work that these folks will not do for the right to be up here on this stage. And uh, they are some of the biggest hams that I've ever met. And, uh, and, but actually, seriously, what we, what we found was that there was a real need in our community for a place for people to express themselves. And that theater is such a wonderful uh, way to just express yourself and have a good time. And uh, we've, we've done a little bit of Shakespeare, we've done some like comedy, we've done mysteries. Uh, last year we did this incredible thing with a million uh, scene changes that my back has still not gotten over, but that was a lot of fun. And this year we're tackling that giant of French theater, Moliere. And uh, so uh, I want to especially thank uh, the director of the show, Katie Carpenter, for all her hard work. Uh, We started out in December with our auditions, and we have literally been working hard ever since. A lot of sweat has gone into preparing this show for you. I hope that you enjoy yourself, and without further ado, the doctor in spite of himself. Since March 17 is St. Patrick's Day, and it's always marked with a lot of fun, we thought we'd have some St. Patrick's Day trivia at the Roundabout this Friday. Here's some of the information we found. Regardless of your heritage, everyone's Irish on March 17. Get your green on, bust out your brogue, and impress your friends and family with these St. Patrick's Day facts. What was St. Patrick's given name at birth? Maywan Sukkot, M-A-E-W-Y-N, 
S-U-C-C-A-T. I can't imagine saying Happy Maywin Sukkot's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day rolls far more trippingly off the tongue. When he became a priest, he changed his name to Patricius, from the Latin term meaning father figure. What does the word shamrock mean in Gaelic? Shamrock translates to young clover, and many kinds of clover can be a shamrock. Why is St. Patrick's Day celebrated on March 17? St. Patrick died on March 17, 461 A.D. When was the first St. Patrick's Day parade held in Dublin, Ireland? Shockingly, the first parade in Dublin did not occur until 1931. The holiday wasn't a national holiday in Ireland until 1903. When did the first New York City St. Patrick's Day parade take place? In 1762, British soldiers from Ireland marched through the streets of New York City to honor St. Patrick. Irish soda bread is popular on St. Patrick's Day. Why is it tradition to cut a cross off the top of the loaf? The cross is cut into the dough with a knife before baking to ward off the devil. Legend says that St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland. Approximately how many snakes did he save the Irish people from? The answer is none. Sorry, that was a trick question. There were actually no snakes in Ireland. The snake reference is considered a metaphorical explanation for St. Patrick driving evil and paganism out of Ireland. St. Patrick wasn't born in Ireland. How did he first travel to the Emerald Isle? He was taken there by marauders who raided his family's estate in Wales and held him captive as a slave in Ireland for six years. He made it back home, became a priest, and returned to Ireland. Green has not always been the color associated with St. Patrick and St. Patrick's Day. What was the first color associated with St. Patrick? Hard to believe, but it was blue. The Order of St. Patrick, established in 1783, selected blue as its color because dark green was already taken. Green became popular with the 1798 Irish Rebellion when wearing a clover on a lapel became a sign. How long is the lease on the Guinness Brewery? Arthur Guinness signed up for a 9,000-year lease on the brewery with an annual rent of 45 pounds in 1759. March 17 is a big day for the company. On a usual day, people around the world quaff 5.5 million pints of Guinness. On St. Patrick's Day, however, that figure jumps to 13 million pints of Guinness. Dyeing the Chicago River green is a favorite tradition on St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. What year did that begin? 1962. In 2014, they dyed the river green on Saturday, March 15, starting at 9.30 a.m. in the morning. What makes the symbol of Ireland so unique? The Celtic harp is a national symbol of Ireland, making it the only country to have a musical instrument as a national symbol. In 2013, 2014 and 2015, the Kentucky Council of the Blind sponsored three Crossroads Leadership Conferences. They were highly successful and well attended. Now, KCB is sponsoring the 2018 Crossroads Conference, and we want you to get in the driver's seat. 
put the key in the lock, start your engine, and take the on-ramp to a weekend of information and fun. Crossroads includes interstates, general sessions, and side roads topics that target a wide range of skills. Amanda Selm, chair of the Crossroads Planning Committee, visits with us on page 2 to give us an overview of the conference and tell you how you can get involved no matter where you live. On page 4, we bring you three articles from this past week. First, you'll find a press release from the American Council of the Blind about the Marrakesh Treaty. We just returned from the ACB Legislative Seminar, and one of the imperatives was to ask the Senate to introduce the Marrakesh Treaty to make reading materials more available to blind and visually impaired people around the world. We are pleased to report that this is a success and that the legislation has been introduced. The second article is concerning a guide dog issue. We've talked about service dogs quite a bit recently, and we have an article from an Iowa media outlet that tells us about a bill introduced in the Iowa legislature making it a crime to misrepresent a dog as a service dog. And finally, the third article relates to shopping, which we all love to do. Walmart is announcing an expansion of its grocery delivery service, which can be only good news for blind and visually impaired people throughout the country. And on page 5 is the Soundprints calendar. Page 2. On the phone with me is Amanda Selm. Amanda is the chair of our 2018 Crossroads Planning Committee. And we are just looking forward to a great conference. And we're pleased to be able to bring you details about that conference on today's Crossroads. So welcome, Amanda. Hi, everyone. We are planning a conference on April 6th and 7th, and Amanda, just tell us a little bit. We have some listeners out here that maybe weren't listening to Soundprints when we did our previous Crossroads conferences, so tell us about it and what, what people can expect at that conference. Well, first of all, this is for anyone, anywhere, uh, not just to our local folks here in Kentucky. You can come whether you are here in Louisville or on the other side of the country. We welcome you. Real quickly, just to kind of sum it up, this is not a leadership conference this year. This is for anyone that would like to kind of sharpen those professional skills that they feel either they need personally or that their organization needs. Now, obviously, there are some leadership topics such as PR and fundraising and um, the image of your uh, organization but I believe that anyone on this level will benefit from Crossroads so we want anyone who is interested to feel free to attend I mean we've got lots of informative sessions and really good food and you cannot beat the cost I mean it's $50 to register and the hotel prices are $79 a night plus tax and you're going to get transportation from the hotel to the conference site. So we would love for you all to join us. Crossroads, when KCB did it before in 2013, 14, and 15, was basically um, 
uh, a leadership conference and so was really structured around uh, organizational topics. And as you said, that's that is partially true this time in that the fundraising topics and so on would relate to chapters and affiliates uh, as they are trying to um, raise money to support their projects. But some of the other things like the Facebook and Twitter sessions, we have a session on LinkedIn, we have a couple of sessions on websites, um, mm-hmm. and we are also going to be talking about some other creative ways to get information out there. Some of those things can apply to, uh, let's say, an individual who has their own business or um a person who is doing something uh, part-time or maybe wants to get into uh, a part-time job or uh, create, learn, learn some skills that might be useful in, in a job that they're looking for. Um, and then there's those what we call the AAA card sessions, which are the image sessions, you know, the mm-hmm. the the way that, you know, you, you use color and style and patterns to make, to make just make you look good, um, yes. you know, the body language sessions, all of those things can apply to a person, whether they're just starting out to look for a job or to get involved or whatever. They really have lots and lots of applications. So um, this is this is more of a more of a um, a conference that will have uh, all kinds of information that people can use on many different levels, and we have some great mm-hmm. speakers too, don't we? Oh, yes, we have Dan Spoon joining us. I believe it's from the Orlando chapter and Mm -hmm. his wife, Leslie Spoon. They're coming in to do a few sessions. And Dan Spoon is going to be our banquet speaker on Saturday night. And we've also got some local speakers. Um, We have uh, Rick Ricks from the Kentucky, who he just retired from the Kentucky School for the Blind Charitable Foundation uh, director position. And he'll be talking, uh, speaking to us on Friday evening. Mm-hmm. And our lunchtime speakers, uh, we have Mark Howell, who is the director of the United Crescent Hill Ministries, which is where the conference site is. And he'll be talking about community partnerships. And Paula Weiss will be speaking at lunch on Saturday. And she's talking about the face of an organization or the face of change in mm-hmm. an organization. Mm-hmm. And for um, those who who maybe don't remember, because it's been a number of years, Paula served as executive director of the Bluegrass Council for several years, and she really um, changed the kind of the, the image of the organization um, and kind of took it to a new, a different level. And uh, I, th- I think it started the, the change that's helped Bluegrass uh, become the kind of uh, group in Lexington that it is today. So she should make a, a really good presentation at, uh, at lunchtime. Oh, yes. And I'm, we're so excited about all of these speakers. Mm-hmm. I believe we have Kelly Gass and uh, who's joining us. Uh, to talk a little bit about social media as mm-hmm. well, because she, um, I believe, Carla, you told me she manages the American Council of the Blind Facebook page. Yes, and also does a lot with the Twitter page as well. So that'll be informative um, mm-hmm. to hear from 
the top experts of social media. <laughs> yes, and Ray Campbell, who is the ACB secretary, he's going to be joining us, uh, Kelly and Ray and some others, Brian Charlson and uh, Larry Turnbull, some, some of those um, speakers that are really well-informed on certain topics will be joining us by phone. Um, and uh, Ray, for example, will be talking about LinkedIn and nice. he can he can tell us how we can really use that to uh, not only for our organization but for ourselves because he actually got his current job through his LinkedIn page. And, oh, very nice. Yes, and and they found him. So, how did he create that page? How did he position himself to be able to make that step to get really his dream job? So that should be a really good session, too. Yes, so. absolutely. We look forward to having all of these speakers, either whether they're in person or they're over the phone. We look right. forward to hearing from all of them. The way the conference will be laid out is that we'll have our general speakers at lunchtime, well, at our meals, around the meals. Those will be mm -hmm. the general sessions. And then we're going to have all these breakouts. And they'll run for around 45 minutes to an hour. And we'll have the speakers, and then there'll be an activity in a lot of them to help people apply what the speaker has talked about. And mm -hmm. we'll have a lot of handouts, too, Braille and large print and uh, and electronic and we, for everyone. Yes, yes, that was a really good one. Yes, we're going to have an electronic format. Mm -hmm. for you all to take home on a flash drive. Everybody always says, oh, when we come to Kentucky, uh, I think we're going to have some pretty good food, and we sure are, aren't we? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. So I'll just let you all know the menu right now. Friday, we're going to have ham and turkey subs um, with a potato salad or pasta salad. I can't remember which one. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I think we're going to have brownies for dessert. And then Friday evening, we will be having, but this is when we have the good old Southern cooking on, <laughs> you know, during the evening, yep. you guys. So we're going to have pork chops and meatloaf with mashed potatoes and fried apples with uh, broccoli and seven-layer salad. And I believe for dessert, we're going to have some peach cobbler and cherry cobbler. And then... Saturday morning, we are going to have those delicious Bussman's Bakery Donuts. If you are friends with any Kentucky people on Facebook, you've seen us brag about these donuts because they're amazing. So we're going to have these awesome donuts. We're going to have, and then for, you know, the people that want to keep it lighter, we've got bananas and oranges and stuff like that, bagels. And obviously those, if you stay in at the hotel, you'll be, you'll have breakfast. You can have breakfast at the hotel if you like. It's included in your stay. Mm -hmm. And then for lunch, we're going to have pulled pork barbecue sandwiches with a pasta, with either a pasta or a potato mm -hmm. salad. I know mm -hmm. we're having one one day for lunch and one the other day. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have a uh, like a loaf cake for dessert. And and that's that homemade pulled pork barbecue oh, too. Yes, yes, yeah. Miss Patty Cox. You all probably, I'm sure everybody in ACB knows who Patty Cox is. She makes the most amazing pulled pork barbecue. You don't want to miss it. Then this is where we get famous. Dinner. <laughs> Without a doubt, we are having fried chicken, roast beef, potato, au gratin potatoes, green beans, seven-layer salad again because 
that's the number one salad around here at all of our events, seven-layer salad. But we're also going to have deviled eggs with that. And then for dessert, we are going to have pecan pie and chocolate pie. <laughs> so you can't get any more southern. In Kentucky, oftentimes people don't realize, but at our events, um, there's always seconds. Somebody asked me yesterday, they said, well, do I have to choose? What Do, I, do you need my menu selection? I said, nope. If you want to have pork chops and meatloaf, you can have some of both. And they, really? <laughs> so Absolutely. it should be good. So, uh, oh. and we do have an activity after that Friday evening dinner um, that's going to, we call it the high octane idea generator. And that's going to be lots of little tips and uh, ideas that we invite everyone to share. You know, every chapter or every affiliate does something a little different, has some um, ideas that can be helpful to others. And in the previous Crossroads we did, we, we did this activity at at least one of them, and we generated some really great lists of ideas that people could take home and, and use with their own groups. And mm-hmm. so we'll be wow. doing that, yeah, on Friday night. That'll be a, it's a really yeah. fun event. So tell us how people then should register. Give it, Just give us a little more information on how people can actually get involved. Well, if you are interested in attending Crossroads, you can contact the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Just so you all know, the form is actually available on the Kentucky Council of the Blind website, or it will be available, and you can print that off, or you can contact us by phone, and we will be happy to send one out to you. You can also register by phone as well. Also, to let you all know, there is a Facebook event out there where you can get information about registration and about the event itself. And you can also RSVP once you register. That's a great way for us to know that you're coming. And then, of course, if you're interested and, you know, you need more than one way to Stay connected. We also have an email list. That email address for the list is crossroads-subscribe at kentucky-acb.org. Crossroads-subscribe at kentucky-acb.org. Now, the phone number that you can call for more information is 502 895 Four five nine eight, and if you want to email us, it's kcb at kentucky dash acb dot org. And Amanda, we might want to tell people that if you can only come for one day, that mm-hmm. there is a one day registration. The, yes. the one day registration is thirty five dollars. The two day registration mm-hmm. is fifty dollars, and that basically covers your food. Um, and if you wait until you get there, uh, there's two little downsides to waiting until you get there, just showing up and saying, okay, I'm here, I want to register. First of all, the one-day registration is $40 instead of 35 The two-day registration is $60 instead of 50 But also, we have a limited number of people that we can accommodate at Crossroads so uh, if you just come, if you miss the pre-registration, then 
you know, it, we, may, we may either be full or some of the sessions that you want may be full. Yes. Um, now, the other we thing encourage. we need to let them know is that when they register, they will, that, that uh, part of that process is selecting the breakout sessions because there's three or four breakout sessions at any given time that you can choose from. And when you register, we like to know which session you want to attend because we're trying to keep the enrollment in each session down to at least a fairly small number so that everyone can participate and, uh, you know, we won't get a group that's too big for anyone to gain anything out of a session. We want you all to get the most out of your session, the best possible experience ever, and we want to keep the groups as small as possible so that if you need assistance with anything on an individual level, we can do that. Well, it's going to really be good. Now, people are who from out of town are staying at the Ramada Inn North, and that's at 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. And their phone number for reservations is 502-897-5101. 502-897-5101. And we suggest that you call during the day, during regular business hours, to yes. make those reservations as the, the yes. staff, yeah, during the day or more. Mm -hmm. in tune to the group reservation and you want to be sure you tell them that you are coming to the Kentucky Council of the Blind Conference and your rate should be $79 plus tax. Well, up to four people could be in a room and each room has a microwave and a refrigerator. So Very true. Some snacks. There yes. you go. Yes. And there is a restaurant in the hotel in El Nepal, Mexican restaurant. They have great fajitas. And, oh, yes. and and there's a bar uh, that is attached to that restaurant. And while the hotel, you know, does not have a restaurant open for breakfast, they do have a breakfast area where you can get um, a hot breakfast. It's one of those um, hotels that's kind of a business hotel where people uh, can come in and grab a, a breakfast and then take off. But when you come on, if you're there on Saturday, um, you'll want to come over and have our continental breakfast so you get those great donuts we talked about. Oh, they are, yes. They are so yummy. You don't want you to miss out on those. One other question that I've gotten from people from out of town is, is there a shuttle from the airport to the hotel? And no, there isn't. The transportation from the airport to the hotel uh, is your responsibility, but um, Uber and Lyft both serve the Louisville Airport. And there are, there's also, of course, taxi service there. The Uber or Lyft ride from the airport should be about $17 from the airport, about 15 to go back the other way. The taxi ride from the airport is about $22 the last time I did it. It's been quite mm -hmm. some time. Both are, are real convenient. That should work out well from people from, from out of town. Also, if, oh, yes. if, if a person needs to... Um, have us help them get a, you know, find a roommate. We'd be glad to let them know who else is coming to the conference um, that might want to uh, help share a room to cover expenses. So again, if they just give us a call at 502-895-4598, we'll be glad to work with people from out of town to make yes. the stay as 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 good as it can possibly be. Well, Amanda, I think it's going to be good. We appreciate you being with us and appreciate all your help. Also, just to, to let people know, uh, you are 
part of our Next Generation chapter, which is our chapter for people, young people. We are just real pleased that you're chairing this committee and really taking an active role and playing a major part in this conference. Thank you. It has been my pleasure, and I just also want to thank all of my committee members. Obviously, I'm the chair, but I also want to thank all of my committee members for hard work. I mean, there's Carla Russell, who we're speaking with right now, is on the committee. We have our president of KCB, Debbie Detheridge, also on the committee. Paula Weiss um, from the Bluegrass Council is on our committee. We have Shirley Stivers from Northern Kentucky, Rick Bogus, who is our KCB Secretary from Owensboro. And then, of course, we have Miss Patty Cox, who um, you all know, I think you all know her from the ACB Mini Mall. So we have a great group. It has been a pleasure working with these, these amazing people because we all come from different parts of the state, and we all have different backgrounds. So it's it's a it's been a real team effort, and I thank them so much for all of their hard work. Come see us. Page three. This recording is from the Kentucky Council of the Blind, 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky 40206. Crossroads. Let your journey begin. April 6 and 7, 2018, Louisville, Kentucky. For more information about Crossroads, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Email kcb at kentucky-acb.org or join our Crossroads email list by sending a blank message to crossroads-subscribe at kentucky-acb.org. Take the right turn now and meet us at the Crossroads. Pre-registration form for the Crossroads Conference. I am attending Crossroads as a member of an affiliate or chapter of ACB. I am a student. I am not a member of ACB. I use a guide dog. I use a wheelchair or scooter. I prefer vegetarian meal options. I am hearing impaired and need an assistive listening device. I am staying at the Ramada Inn. I need transportation between the Ramada and Crossroads. I am a member of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and I am requesting financial assistance to attend Crossroads. I have other special concerns or needs. Please specify by March 26. The next section says, I prefer conference materials in, and you choose one, Braille, large print, or electronic files. I prefer my conference program and roadmap in Braille, large print, or electronic files. Your Roadmap Create your personal roadmap for Crossroads. Mark only one session at each time slot. Pick up your roadmap with your confirmed sessions at the registration desk. Friday, April 6, 12 p.m. Lunch and General Session 1 Construction Crew 
Building Strong Community Partnerships 2 p.m. Side Roads Your choices are Toot the Horn Tweets, Retweets, and Hashtags Tips for Twitter Success Or Cash for the Trip How Much Do You Need Budgeting Basics Or Construction Zone Building Positive Teams Everyone Can Play at 3.15 p.m., Side Roads, the first choice is Toot Your Horn, The Many Faces of Facebook, How Many People Do You Really Reach? Choice number two is Gas in the Tank, Major Cash with Trivia Night. Choice number three is Explore the Highway, Intro to YouTube. At 4.30 p.m., the Side Roads, choice one is Toot Your Horn, Using LinkedIn to enhance your professional and organizational image. Choice two is Gas in the Tank, the one-page letter that gets results. Choice number three is Construction Zone, Create Your YouTube Channel. 6.15 p.m. is Dinner and General Session 2. Fill the seats. Keep the door open. At 8 p.m. is General Session 3, High Octane Idea Generator. On Saturday, April 7, 8.30 a.m., Continental Breakfast and General Session 4, Many Tanks, The Importance of Please and Thank You. 9.45 a.m., Side Roads, Choice 1 is Toot Your Horn, Your Website, How the World Sees You. Choice two is driver's ed, meetings that get things done. Choice three is fill the seats, low vision support groups, powerful tools for outreach. Choice four is triple A card, attitude, say success without saying a word. 11 a.m. Side roads. Choice number one is toot your horn. How the World Finds Your Website Choice 2 is Construction Zone Planning a Local Outing Choice 3 is Driver's Ed Writing and Sharing Minutes 12 Noon Lunch and General Session 5 From Volkswagen to Mercedes Transforming Yourself and Your Organization 1.30 p.m. Side Roads Choice number one is Toot Your Horn, Round-the-Clock Info with Audio Now. Choice two is Driver's Ed, Managing Time to Get More Done. Choice three is AAA Card, The Importance of Volunteering. Choice four is AAA Card, Appearance, Impress with Color, Pattern, and Style. 2.45 p.m. Side Roads. Choice one is Driver's Ed, Expanding Meeting and Training Possibilities with Zoom. Choice two is Gas in the Tank, Grow Your Convention Auction. Choice three is Fill the Seats, Attracting Young Members, Why We Are Here. Choice four is the AAA card, Approach, Winning Microphone and Telephone Techniques. 4 p.m. Side Roads, Choice one is AAA card, Approach, Interview Do's and Don'ts. 
Choice two is gas in the tank, partnering for profit. Choice three is fill the seats. Tech programs attract people. 5.15 p.m. Side roads, choose one. Gas in the tank. Treasure in free stuff without a yard sale. Choice two is construction zone. Expanding your network and protecting your contacts. Choice three is explore the highway. Apps and skills for better or worse. 6.30 p.m. Dinner and general session six. Accelerate to your future, the next stop on the road. We'll see you at the crossroads. Page 4. The following press release from the American Council of the Blind was posted on the ACB leadership list on Thursday, March 15. For immediate release, contact Anthony Stevens at A-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S at acb.org. ACB commends Senate on WIPO Treaty Introduction. Washington, March 15, 2018. The American Council of the Blind commends the United States Senate on today's introduction of the Marrakesh Treaty Implementation Act, Senate 2559. This legislation will pave the way for ratification of the World Intellectual Property Organization WIPO Treaty. The treaty will help to overcome the current accessible media shortage around the world for people who are blind or who have other print disabilities. We are extremely excited that the Senate Committees on Judiciary and Foreign Relations have come together in a bipartisan manner to tackle the book famine existing across the globe for people who are blind and trying to obtain accessible materials, said ACB President Kim Charlson. Charlson, who is the Director of Library Services for the Perkins School for the Blind, has worked and advocated extensively on this issue. As a librarian, I'm far too familiar with the hurdles individuals who are blind in other countries face when trying to get books in Braille or in audio formats from international publishers. Those obstacles will be wiped away as more and more countries ratify the treaty. ACB has been actively involved with treaty advocacy since its inception and was represented in Marrakesh on June 27, 2013, when the final treaty document was passed by WIPO. Commonly referred to as the Marrakesh Treaty, it aims to facilitate access to materials in a specialized format to eligible individuals. Publishers, libraries, and authorized entities would then cooperate to support acquisition of accessible materials from a wide variety of international sources. It is estimated that only 5% of printed materials around the world are available in an accessible format. The Marrakesh Treaty will help improve the coordination and availability of accessible materials by removing copyright restrictions that have previously made it difficult to share U.S. published works abroad in alternative formats. The American Council of the Blind is the nation's leading grassroots consumer organization representing Americans who are blind and visually impaired. 
With 70 affiliates, ACB strives to increase the independence, security, equality of opportunity, and to improve quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. Together, we make a bright future. Learn more by visiting www.acb.org. And the following article was also posted on Thursday, March 15, on ACB Leadership by Kelly Gask from the National Office. It is entitled, Iowa Senate Bill Would Make Fake Service Dogs a Crime. It appeared on kwwl.com. Waverly, KWWL. Faking it could cost you jail time. A bill that just passed says that if an Iowan claims an animal is a service dog, when it's really not, that person could wind up in the slammer. Under Senate File 2365, Iowans could be charged with a simple misdemeanor if they intentionally misrepresent an animal as a service dog. According to the Americans with Disabilities Act, the state of Iowa does not require service dogs to wear a vest or any type of ID, which makes it difficult to determine if a dog is really a service animal. It takes countless hours to train a service dog, and believe it or not, there are people who lie about their dog's qualifications. It's frustrating to everyone that is in this situation when in the public with a dog that is not a service dog put off as it is a service dog, right? Scott Dewey, Retrieving Freedom, co-president. If they are not, they should pay a penalty. There's no question. A new bill, now moving to the House, cracks down on service dog fraud. Dewey is in favor of the measure. I think it's a step in the right direction for everybody that's involved, said Dewey. Being in public with a dog that's not a service dog could be very detrimental to those that have gone through the process and have done it correctly. Dewey says the drawback may be some uncomfortable challenges for the public. We cannot be putting people with disabilities in the position of explaining their service dog. They are going to have to go through ways to figure out if this is a service dog or isn't it a service dog, said Dewey. He says the importance of a service dog is evident and should not be faked. A dog helps in its own way, just being a dog, but there's still a huge difference between a great, loving, gentle dog and a service dog, said Dewey. According to the Des Moines Register, veterans reported that their service dogs have been attacked by untrained dogs while out in public. That is one reason veterans stepped forward asking lawmakers for help in crafting the bill. Anyone found guilty of fraud in this manner can face 30 days in jail, a fine, or possibly both. This article was posted on Wednesday, March 14, on ACB Leadership and is entitled Walmart to Expand Grocery Delivery from Six Markets to Over 100 by Year End. And it was taken from TechCrunch.com. Walmart has been investing in online grocery for years, starting with limited tests of curbside pickup that later expanded across the U.S. More recently, 
It began working with partners like Uber to trial grocery delivery in select markets, including Dallas, Denver, Orlando, Phoenix, Tampa, and San Jose. The expansion of grocery delivery in 2018 will continue to rely on crowdsourced delivery services, says Walmart. For now, this includes Uber and Deliv, but the company tells us more will be added to that lineup soon. Relying on third parties for delivery could ultimately be a disadvantage, however. For example, when I recently tried to change a pickup order to a delivery, Walmart simply couldn't handle making the switch. The only option was to cancel the entire thing and start over, I was told. Amazon is not the only threat to Walmart. The retailer also recently took on meal kit delivery services, such as Blue Apron and HelloFresh. Earlier this month, it added prepped kits and ready-to-cook items to its online grocery selection, for example, in order to cater to home cooks who don't have time to shop and prep ingredients. In the past, Walmart has more heavily pushed grocery pickup as the option that made the best sense for its cost-conscious customers who don't want to pay delivery fees. But it can't ignore customer demand for grocery delivery forever. However, with both grocery pickup and delivery, Walmart is able to leverage its square footage to its advantage. It can house online orders in big coolers in the back ahead of customers' arrival, and it can repurpose existing store staff to prep the online orders as they arrive. Walmart says it today employs over 18,000 personal shoppers and plans to add thousands more over the course of 2018 as its online grocery service expands. These employees have to first complete a three-week training program to learn how to prepare online orders, which involves learning how to pick the best produce or the best cuts of meat. There are now 1,200 stores offering grocery pickup, up from over 900 in 2017, 600 in 2016, and just 100 in 2015. Walmart says it will expand curbside pickup to 1,000 more in 2018. Our commitment goes further than saving customers money, said Tom Warren, Vice President, Digital Operations, Walmart U.S., in a statement. 90% of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart store, and we serve more than 150 million customers a week, which gives us a unique opportunity to make every day a little easier for busy families. Page 5. The Sound Prince Calendar On March 20, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold a class from 1 to 2 p.m., entitled Smartphone Life Hacks. It will be at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP by calling 859-259-1834. On March 22, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have a mentor training from 1 to 3 p.m. for all current BCB mentors, anyone interested in becoming a mentor, anyone interested in building relationship skills, and a special invitation to spouses of blind and vision-impaired mentors and mentees. At the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington, 
Call 859-259-1834 for more information. March 22, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. in Louisville at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street. For more information, call KCB at 502-895-4598. On March 23, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout. Education and technology, including iPhone and Orbit Reader from 3.30 to 5 p.m., Discussion from 5 to 5.30, Page Turners followed by a Tri-State Library Users Meeting, 5.30 to 6 o'clock, Dinner, 6 to 7, $5 per person, Games, Crafts, and Music until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. March 23 to 25 is the Kentucky School for the Blind Short Course Term Retreat Weekend for visually impaired Kentucky students grades 6 to 12. Making some more time for friends and leisure. For more information, call the Kentucky School for the Blind, 1867 Frankfort Avenue in Louisville. The contact is Peggy Sinclair Lewis. The phone number is 502-897-1583, extension 7714. March 24, KCB Next Generation Brunch, 1130 to 130 p.m. at the Cracker Barrel Old Country Store, 3701 Crittenden Drive in Louisville. For information and to sign up, call Amanda Selm at 502 502- 7501774 or email alsmoot s m o o t 87 at gmail.com March 26 guide dog users of Kentuckyana will hold their membership call at 7 p.m. by phone at 6054756006 enter code 294444 On March 28 the Bluegrass Council will have a peer support group meeting from 12 to 2 p.m., the topic is Accessible Voting at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. Call 859-259-1834. March 29 is a Savvy Workshop, Cooking Safety and Strategies. From 10 a.m. to noon Central Time, join Savvy as they share cooking tips and strategies which may be beneficial for those with visual impairments at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170 for more information. On March 30, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind will have another roundabout, Education and Technology, 3.30 to 5, Discussion, 5 to 6, Dinner, 6 to 7, $5 per person, and Games and Crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598. March 31 is the Easter Holiday Open House from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind Museum. 
Bring your Easter visitors to APH's museum, where they can write their names in Braille, see a book from Helen Keller's Bible, learn about guide dogs, play games, and read books designed for children who are blind, and enjoy many other activities. Easter treats and lemonade will be served. For more information, call the museum at 502-899-2213. Events coming up for April include, on April 1, the Greater Louisville Council will have committee meetings, advocacy at 7 p.m., and education activities and technology at 8. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On April 3, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have a conference call meeting at 8 p.m. at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On April 4, the Bluegrass Council will have a nutrition, education, and cooking class. 1.30 to 2.30 p.m., collaborative effort between BCB and the U.K., Cooperative Extension Office to offer seven hands-on nutrition education classes and cooking classes to anyone who would like to attend on the first and third Wednesdays of the month. Classes will alternate locations between the BCB office and the UK Extension office. For more information, call 859-259-1834. On April 5, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its monthly conference call. The meeting is for lions from all over the country. It's an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to become involved in your local clubs. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. April 6 and 7, Crossroads. Let your journey begin a special conference sponsored by the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Great for individual, professional, and organizational development. $35 for one day, $50 for both days. Call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598 for more information. April 8, KCB Next Generation Meeting. By conference call at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the regular monthly meeting for visually impaired people 40 and under. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. April 10 is the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired Savvy monthly meeting. 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The speaker is Gay Panel, Independent Living Administrator, Kentucky Office for the Blind. They will also discuss the June 9 garage sale. Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Contact Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 for more information. On April 11, KCB will hold its PR Membership Committee meeting at 8 p.m., by phone, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On April 12, Savvy will have a workshop entitled iPhone Accessibility from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. 
They will explore iPhone accessibility features for the visually impaired. At the Wing Avenue Baptist Church in Owensboro, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 for more information. April 12 is another Bluegrass Council class from 1 to 2 p.m. Sam will share information about several must-have items and devices which can help just about any visually impaired individual. At the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. Call 859-259-1834 for more information. And on April 12, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold a support group meeting in Louisville from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call the KCB at 502-895-4598 for more information. And finally, on April 12, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its regular conference call at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155-619. For more information about the Northern Kentucky Council, call 859-781-7369. On April 13, GLCB will have its next roundabout Education and Technology from 3.30 to 5, Discussion Time and Tip Sheet from 5 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, and Bingo $2 per person, Games and Crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On April 14 is the monthly board meeting of the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind at 11 a.m. by conference call. The phone number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. April 15 is the regular monthly meeting of the KSB Alumni Association Board. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern Time at 605-475-6006, code 294444. April 16 is the monthly meeting of the Kentucky Council of the Blind Board of Directors at 7.30 p.m. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598. Or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.